Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. So if you run a business for two years, you own at least 5% of the share capital. If you sell that business, you, you claim entrepreneur's relief up to the first million pounds. If you don't use up a million pounds, then you can sell a subsequent business and obviously you, you've got the carryover of ha however much you've got left. That's and you, a lifetime carryover. Lifetime carryover. It used to be 10 million pounds. Yeah. It was changed, I think, in 2018 to 1 million, which sounds stupid to me. If you sell your shares, so if you own 5%, sell so your shares. You That's fine. It? Yes. it is? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Your, your shares or your business. Or if you've got three businesses in one, so for example, if you're doing service accommodation and you're doing rent to rent, and you're doing deal sourcing, as long as those three businesses can be identified separately, if you sell part of them, or one of those businesses, you still claim entrepreneurs relief, or it's called business asset disposal relief. So it's quite good that way. Huh? Uh, once you've used it up, then you've got to pay 20% tax as opposed to 10% tax. So where possible, you want to try and make sure you can utilize business asset disposal relief. Now what sometimes happens, is somebody might use one of their own assets for the purpose of their business. So where this usually happens is somebody might have, a, a, let's say, a commercial property that they allow their business to use. As long as they don't charge rent on the property, they, they can sell the property within three years of having sold their business and claim entrepreneur's relief on the property too, which is quite good. But if you charge rent to your business for the use of the property, then you can't claim entrepreneur's relief because then it becomes an investment activity. Yeah, does that make sense? More often than not, people will charge rent, but sometimes they don't. And I'll, I'll quickly talk you through that in a minute. If you've charged rent for some of the time, then you get relief for the period that you haven't charged rent for. So if, if you've allowed your business to use your commercial property for 10 years, for example, and you've charged rent for six years, and you haven't charged rent for four years, then you get 40% relief on the total gain, yeah? So if you charge reduced rent? No, that's not gonna work. Prove it. Okay. No, so it has to be uh, on, yeah, yeah. So we had a case, one entrepreneur's brief, this guy was selling cars uh, from his forecourt, and mm -hmm. what he then did was, he moved to the countryside in, in Peterborough, <coughs> and then started selling cars online. Now his accountant claimed entrepreneur's relief at the time, this is going back 10 years, and said the business had ceased trading. And what he did was, he, he sold his forecourt uh, two years, 11 months and 29 odd days, okay, after having moved into the countryside. So just a day or two before the three year uh, timeline. And HMRC looked into the case, and said you can't claim entrepreneur's relief because you were selling cars on your forecourt on a high street. Now you've moved into the countryside and you're selling cars from home, which is what he was doing. So his accountant was pretty buggered. So he came to us and we took that case to tribunal. 
and we demonstrated to the tribunal that previously he was selling cars on a forecourt. So somebody comes along, has a look at a few cars, may test drive one or two, negotiates and buys or doesn't buy a car. Now he's selling cars from home and he's selling cars from home mainly through the internet, so online, so it's an e-commerce business. E-commerce is a very different business to people walking into your shop or to your forecourt. And the tribunal agreed, said this is a very different business. This is an e-commerce business versus a walk-in business. So he was able to claim entrepreneur's relief. Now that was quite tight, by the way. Okay, it could have gone either way. But you've got to be very clear on the rules. And he saved, I think, about 35,000 pounds in capital gains tax because he'd claimed entrepreneur's relief on the sale of his business premises. Yeah. So you just got to know how to navigate the law. What used to happen was, let's say Ashok uh, is doing a commercial conversion, buys a commercial property, converts it into 10, 15 flats, uh, and then says, I now want to take all of my money out. He would then appoint a liquidator and go through a voluntary liquidation. And once you've done that, you can take all the cash out and claim entrepreneur's relief. So he would do that. And then six months later, okay, open up a new company and then start all over again. Okay. Uh, and that used to be quite popular. And about five or six years ago, HMRC uh, introduced anti-avoidance rules, which basically said, if you have a business and you do a voluntary liquidation and then you can't go into the same sector, not just the same trade, the same sector for the next two years. So if Ashok wants to do that again, he's got to wait two years and then to do his next uh, commercial conversion. A lot so, of consultants practiced did that for many years. For yeah, it proved very popular, but like restarting after two years, liquidate yeah. your company yeah. and then restart again and carry on. Yeah. And then every two years you'd you know, build a little pot, yeah. entrepreneurs relief 10% for yeah. three days. Yeah, because obviously, not obviously, but quite a few contractors tend to take the least amount possible. So they'll take a smaller salary, yeah. eight, ten, twelve thousand pounds. This is going back prior to 2015, and then take best part of 37,000 pounds in dividends, pay no tax on the dividend, and then they've got the rest of the money left in, the, in their bank account. So they, again, depends on their personal expenditure, but usually they should just use up the basic rate of tax. Yeah. So after the year two or three, they've got 250 or grand plus in their bank account sat there doing nothing and so they're thinking, what do we do? Well, liquidate, take all the cash out, pay 10% tax, as opposed to paying 32.5% by, by taking it as a dividend or distribution and then go again after two years. Yeah. What they should... Get PAY while you job for two years. Nope. No. Nope. How would they no. just literally immediately go? Just live, on the, live on the money you've taken up yeah. and you pay 10% off. So you've got two... Yeah. But you've got to wait two years, yeah? yeah? Yeah. So they just do nothing for two years. But you've got 220 yeah. grand yeah. in the bank account. Right. Yeah. On which you paid, yeah. Day, yeah, yeah. Okay. Otherwise, if you took that 250 out in one go, for example, you'd probably have about 160 grand. Yeah, yeah. So it's a significant difference. And if the figure is bigger, by the way, if it's half a million, 750 grand, it's an even bigger difference. Yeah. So is that called phoenixing or not? Yeah, it is called phoenixing. Yeah, yeah. So, so the rules are anti-phoenixing rules, which is mentioned in there. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So they've they've stopped they've stopped us doing that for good. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. 
Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.